think like of the dark army from an anthropological point of view or even Satan being an anthropologist. I mean they they know hu- the human condition and hum- the human sin nature very well, you know. You know as it says in the Bible, the angels don't know everything, they're always looking into things. As well, you know even within all those hierarchies. I'd say it's only the most powerful angels at the very top who really know quite a lot. But it's only the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus that have absolute complete knowledge. And they would know every single unclean evil spirit of the Nephilim or the Nephil or the Nephal or the Raphaim or the Elohim all the different variations of them, you know, right across Ireland, you know, and uh, would know everybody is afflicted, tempted, corrupted, tormented, dragged down to damnation and even down to hell, turned their spirits evil from all, all of God's human spirits that he created, you know, are innately pure and good in the sense that God created You'd want to be really fucked over like to become a non-believer. Of course, everybody in Ireland believes unto the name of Jesus Christ. The majority do, you know. Even, you know, we were all born out of a Protestant or Roman Catholic. 
indigenous people. Most of them are the majority of them are. And as a child, you really do and as you get older I don't know I think sex, drugs and rock and roll and puberty and all of that sexual licentiousness obviously the occult of America having a huge impact upon and influence upon um, the you know percep- the perception and cognition and morality and integrity you know temperament of uh, Irish teenagers, you know, all the more so since the 1950s when the, the game has been up, you know, with every kind of like, you know, deceit and seduction and delusion and madness being thrown at us, you know, by, by Satan running around to and fro where he knows his time is short, you know, and you know, just thought I'd say this little thought. I've never really heard anybody on the earth sort of just simply refer to the Nephilim. You know, you must remember that half of them is human. I'm not saying have sympathy for the devil and his army. Like, I mean, you know, Lucifer was found with conceit, you know, and uh, all that wisdom went to his head or whatever. But I've often asked God, like, you know, where did Lucifer go wrong? Did something put that thought into his head? Or the five eyes, you know, I, 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 I will. I mean, the ultimate, you know, irrationality, illogicality, you know, of being, to think that you could outsmart the one who created you. You know, leave the demons when they assault you and afflict you and try to pervert you and provoke your heart to anger. That's their main strategy is to incite you to hatred. More than anything, you know, is to blacken your heart. And in blackening your heart, they try to you know, corrupt your mind into incoherence and frustration and, you know, when the heart is overwhelmed, the mind doesn't seem to function with clarity or coherence, you know. Then, you know, if you've overcome all of the false beliefs of the fallen cultures we live in, you know, it gets harder for them to control you, you know. It's the saying, like, the more you're aware of something and have knowledge of something, the less it can control you, you know. It's almost like a military strategy. You know, there is an art to living, you know, but that art should be doing right by God and being in the word of God and trusting in God as your avenger, you know. 
mean, how many times have I lashed out, like, at the Nephilim, like, jeepers. You ain't kicking against the pricks as in evil-spirited men, because most men are evil-spirited because they are possessed and controlled by the Nephilim. I think that's why they end up on believers, is because, you know, they become convinced. I mean, if you look at some of the the, the teachings and the, the writings of, say, the members of the theosophical movement and other cults, I mean, they really believe, you know, that, you know, the lies of Satan, that Satan is in some way superordinate to... Yahweh and Jeshua, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, I mean, it just goes to show how did they end up with reprobate minds and believing these deceits and where did their minds go faulty and like faulty computer programs, basically, their brains sort of almost mismalfunctioning in a way. You know, or did God then, at a point in their lives, decide it's time I'm giving this one over to the spirit of delusion? And is it God really that is binding them in under that spell of mind idolatry and mind captivity? I'd say it is, you know. And I mean, everyone seems to be in love with themselves, but in a rather self-willed and obsessive way, and sort of, you know, Jesus says, carry, my, bear, you know, bear my yoke, it's light, you know. Chillax, relax. Let it all go. You know, but people are not really producing, you know, from the word of God because they're just caught up in the thorns. And if you're not caught up the thorns, someone else's thorns will try and stick in your side. And, you know, all things are possible to those who believe. But if you're living in a society where everyone seems to be contra, you know, the contra, against, against, against nature, against sinning, you know. I think in Ireland their their greatest addiction isn't drugs or alcohol. I think it's really is sin. And it seems to be just a culture that gives license to dishonesty and immorality and sin and you know, as God says, all is corrupted, corrupting and corruptible. But above all, it's the Nephilim that are doing a lot of it, you know. And God's decree upon them was to remain on the earth and to almost act like a, a second curse upon mankind, but to very much so focus upon the sinners, you know. But I think in Ireland the Nephilim have gone unnoticed for 6,000 years, six church ages, you know, man in in Ireland and all of his error and ignorance and darkness, you know, sure, there's even a Wikipedia on the AC, the leprechauns, the fairies who are really the Nephilim, where they believe members, you know, of the two of the Danid, the humans, the sons of Iabath were actually the AC. I mean, you know, how erroneous can you be? But sure, you know, ignorance is neither here nor there, you know. And uh, you can be sure they weren't asking God the truth because God would have told them the truth if they really were worshipping God. 
So you can see the insincerity and the dishonesty and the sort of madness everywhere, you know, and not, you don't see the simple, pure and lovely, you know. You don't see people in Ireland saying, I'm just a man on the earth, or they're a profession, or some other fended false identity. They're not being true to themselves, they're not being honest, they're just play-acting out of a cultural condition, learned behaviour. They're not even aware that the, the culture they live in is, you know, Babylonian fallen angel, like, you know, Satan, the fallen angels, and also the watchers, you know, who were sent to the earth to teach men and guide men in how to be civilised, and then they, you know, create the Nephilim with, you know, human women, you know. And I often ask God too, are women in some way in their spirit more susceptible to being deceived and seduced? But I don't get an answer, you know. I don't get an answer too with regard to some other questions I ask. But, you know, that's my relationship to the Father and to the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But, you know, who who, who actually thinks you know, about the strategy of the Nephilim and how they, you know, go about corrupting you and whatever. And, you know, the gift of the spirit, of the discerning of spirits, you know, is a hard one to work with, you know, because you're very much aware of the Nephilim, even in sight, spiritual sight, you know. You can see them as what they are, dark clouds, you know, 15 feet tall, you know, wandering around, but very curious if somebody knows the truth about who they are. And more people are knowing the truth about them. But as well, there's a lot of deceitful doctrine that emerged around the same time as Roswell, the Nephilim kind of doctrine. And uh, I think they're just part of the prosperity movement of America. It's just a money spinner, you know. Don't think those men really are mature or sincere in their relationship or their understanding of the Word of God. And, and that's probably because God knows who they really are and what their real intentions of heart and will and mind are, you know. Nobody fools God. He's watching everybody. And so is Raphael recording every thought, every desire of the heart and every action and deed of will, you know, and every belief that somebody has or delusion, delusionary you know, belief, you know. And, you know, we really are that mockingbird, mockingbird imprint of the fallen upon you know, God's creation and our job is to, you know, unravel that and see through it and, you know, get over it and forbear against it. And, you know, people say, bear with me on the phone, but they leave out the forbear part. And it's about being patient and bearing true witness. It's about, you know, you know, bearing it, you know, and bearing as well the suffering as well, you know, and trying to overcome, you know, because the world is evil, you know, because, you know, the Nephilim are evil, unclean spirits, even if they try to tell you otherwise. And so is Satan and the fallen angels, even if they appear as the most holy and convincing 
of uh, truth and light. Or, you know, the fallen angels give false spiritual light, but I actually think you'd be better off wicked and evil in darkness than you would be wandering around in, in the false light of the fallen angels, you know. But, you know, false light is false light. It's artifice. It's almost like... Uh, you know, the art of the fallen, you know, and even, you know, God says what you watchers took from heaven were nothing, you know, what you gave to humanity in terms of to corrupt them, sorcery and metallurgy and so forth and fighting martial fighting techniques and so forth you know they knew nothing of the real mysteries of heaven because they were a lower ranking angel the watchers their job was to watch over mankind I'm sure even god says almost exasperatingly or mockingly to enoch what are those angels doing asking you to intervene on their behalf they're supposed to be intervening on your those 200 angels you know Samael and Azazel and who really fucked up that came down onto Mount Hermon I mean they were a right shower of mad jokes you know uh, I mean just you know so you know it just goes to show that angels in their own will too can become very self-willed like man you know you know, but that's God's thing, you know. God created angels the way he wanted them to be, you know. They are messengers primarily. That is their primary function, you know, between God and man. They're almost like priests in the sense that they can intercede perhaps or, you know, and, and they are warriors too. They regulate, you know, the spiritual you know, will, you know, and again, God superordinates all things and anything that goes contrary to the prophecies of God being fulfilled, it's God that will stop that immediately because it's not his will for such a thing to happen on the earth. So as we say in Ireland, you know, everything's the will of God or leave it to the will of God or offer the problem up to God. At the end of the day, it is truly about loving God and the word trust comes is an old word, you know, meaning treasure and it also is the root of the of the word love, you know. To love God is to trust God and to trust God is to love God and to love is to worship. And worshipping is adoring and idolizing. So don't idolize yourself or other men because that's a strategy of Satan against mankind to distract him constantly from worshipping God or even acknowledging God saying thanks for the cup of tea anything at all smallest thing and they don't like it so give praise and worship to God is a great way to forbear and to bear witness and to overcome and to try and convey that to other people and also try to convey to other people then the atonement with the blood of Jesus on the crucifix was forgiveness for all sin, past, present and future, but wasn't license to continue sinning. 
oh well Jesus has forgiven us all our sins let's just become morally corrupt and debased and obscene and vulgar and evil in spirit because you will be judged on judgment day and there is a an area of the realm of the dead you know you know reserved you know that is for the evil spirits when they die to go and wait for judgment day so you know be careful on the on the old sin front and how you rationalize your sin you know